This is the Voice Podcast Network. Welcome to Hoya Hotline, a bi-weekly podcast that explores day-to-day life here on the hilltop. I'm Romeo Bufadel, a freshman in the college. And I'm Bradshaw Kate, also a freshman in the School of Foreign Service and aspiring Mr. Georgetown candidate. Although we have only spent a year here at Georgetown, we really want to dial into our community and act as your 411. Speaking of, Romy, I think we're getting a call. Hi, I've been on the hilltop for a while and can't seem to overcome my homesickness. I mean, I miss raising canes. I just miss a lot about home. What do you think I should do to help me adjust? Let me tell you, I miss raising canes too. When I moved here in August, I was so nervous, not only to be away from my beloved raising canes, but it was insane to me that a homebody like me was moving so far away from home. And I I feel you, I was really homesick in the beginning. So I want to talk about this with you, Bradshaw, and definitely hear your input too um, for this caller. But I want to think about like the definition of homesickness. Okay. So the textbook definition is... The feeling of emotional distress when you're far away from home and in a new or unfamiliar environment. So what do you think the definition of homesickness is? I think it's a lot harder to define and a lot more broad than what I'd say Merriam-Webster makes out to be. So the main way I would describe it, and this might sound a little sad, but it's waking up in the morning and my foot is against the cinder block walls of New South and in my groggy state (laughs) i think it's my dog next to me and i wake up and i'm and i just see like oh that's actually the wall and a blanket so so i know but then i immediately text my parents and say hey you have to send me a picture of my dog right now yeah for me the the miriam webster definition definitely sums it up but there's an element missing um there's the fear of growing distant from from my old life like i mentioned i'm not great with change so the thought that i'm gonna leave behind my old habits and my old friends and my old environment was just really scary i think the loss of familiarity isn't an easy thing to reckon with and that's what drove my homesickness i definitely agree with that and this might be something that's also part of your experience coming to georgetown but i'm from a college town myself in fayetteville arkansas So a lot of my friends are just going straight to the University of Arkansas and they already have those, they're in their familiar environment, they have those networks from before, but then I come all the way to Washington DC and there's only four people from Arkansas in the freshman class. So it can be, it feels like you're losing an entire network almost when you come to college, depending on where you are coming from, but here on the hilltop. I know a lot of students from the South feel that way. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm from Oklahoma, and I'm one of three students in our class, in the class of 2026, from Oklahoma. And most everyone else from my high school went to, we have two major colleges in Oklahoma, and most everyone, I'd say, went to one or the other. So mm-hmm. I agree. It definitely feels like you're losing a network, and and you know all those people get to stick together and go through the new college experience together right. and you're like i'm supposed to start from scratch <laughs> like that just doesn't feel feasible 
um, I think it feels a lot more approachable now. But in August, oh my goodness, it was oh, overwhelming. Bring me back to August. Yeah. yeah. How was speaking of of August? How was NSO for you? That's a new student orientation for our listeners. So, when I first got here, it was incredibly overwhelming. I mean, we the way they start off new student orientation. They just send every freshman to the football stadium. So you're just taken aback by all these people are around me. I don't know really anyone here. And so, yeah, it can be really tough. But one of the things that really helped for me was how just friendly everyone was. My orientation advisor was incredible. She's so sweet. She was the shortest person in our group. So... (laughs) It looked like we were the upperclassmen leading her on this tour <laughs> of the really university. Funny. And you know, it was very easy to have conversations with people, I thought, that first day, just because everyone else is new too and they're being thrown into a similar environment. For sure. And did that help, like the feeling of homesickness off the bat? Absolutely. Yeah. So two things helped alleviate homesickness first week of school. First off, meeting all these new people it felt like really like we were going on an adventure and that really helped me not think about the things that are going on at home and as part of that adventure the second thing that helped me not think about home as much is that they ran us everywhere oh my god i think we did activities for eight to ten hours every day so much stuff so many zoom that we had to go on yeah and all those events, all the socials, it, when I got back to my dorm, I immediately just fell asleep because I was so tired. Yeah. How did you find your NSO in your August, really? I think, God, I have to flash way back. Um, <laughs> NSO was super intimidating. I remember, you know, getting the number, going up to the football stadium and finding mm-hmm. my group and it, it felt surreal. Right. Because I think we went um, as the sun was setting, and I remember watching it, and, you know, we can see Healy Hall, and I can mm-hmm. see my dorm, and I can see, like, uh, you know, the business school, and, the f- you know, we were right at the football field, so it was just like, this is going to be my home for the next four years, and, like, this is my first encounter with it, so... I didn't even think about that. Yeah, That's it was really so it was cool. a beautiful moment, but at the same time, like, wow, this is so different from anything that I've known. So, in a way, it was... It almost intensified the homesickness just mm-hmm. because of its stark difference, but it doesn't mean that I wasn't simultaneously excited for it. Um, and NSO, yeah, oh my god, it was like five days of nonstop activities. I met some people that I'm still very close friends with, and... Same here. Yeah. All of my best friends came out of NSO. Really? Yeah. That's so fun. Actually, my friend group now, we were pretty much split up half and half between two different NSO groups. So yeah, I mean, I think I met great people and I will always cherish those memories. But there was one day, halfway through NSO, where I woke up and I was like, I can't do this. Oh, no. And I texted my NSO leader and I was like, I am not going to make it to the activities today. Mm-hmm. And that whole day was just homesickness. Like, oh. that was it. I just crashed. Um, it was It was really tough. And I think that... After that initial shock, things got better for me around October, I want to say. And, of course, it's still, you know, I'm sure all of us still have bouts of homesickness. It's not like you can... Even the senior, even the grad students here. I mean, you can't shake it completely. 
sometimes it's, it's kind of strange because you can feel a little guilty because it's like I'm grateful to be here and I want to make the most of it but that you know doesn't take away from the fact that you're away from home absolutely so what I think can help honestly is is joining extracurriculars or I made my room feel a lot like my home that mm-hmm. was something I needed was a safe space and just meeting a lot of people so what advice would you give or what do you feel like worked for you in the past like eight months that we've been here first off I don't mean to be a little biased here, but absolutely join The Voice. I agree. It's been an incredible support network. This is the only club I'm in because just everyone here is so great. I met someone who would later become my mentor here at The Voice. There's a little program that helps new students get adjusted into the club and I think is really important for building a sense of community here. But she was just so nice. All the people at the table were so nice that I decided you know, I have to join this club. And I think that's really helped me find a place here and avoid a more intense homesickness. Yeah, I completely agree with that. The Voice is also the only club that I'm, like, an active member of right now. There's mm-hmm. a few others that I'm kind of in and out of trying to, to gauge my interest, but The Voice is definitely a my favorite, and it just feels very much like a home away from home. Yeah, I do dabble in random clubs sometimes. Yeah. I will tell you, I will never dabble in the running club. Okay. <laughs> I, I may one of these days. <laughs> Who knows? It's so cute. They gather in front of Healy Hall and then like go jogging off into the sunset. And you're like, I want to be them. Is there any other advice that you would give to our caller? I think the second piece of advice that I would give is you should absolutely call your parents. Mm-hmm. Really commit to calling them every week, just checking in. I'm sure they'll have a bunch of random stories about your hometown. I remember calling my parents earlier last semester and the biggest piece of news that they had was that someone gone to like a shootout in oh. the local McDonald's. Oh, that's And that's that's all they were talking about. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you know, how's the dog? How's my little sister?" And like, "Bradshaw, you won't believe this." And <laughs> that so, sounds terribly Arkansas in a way. Hey, hey, hey. I can't talk. Hey, I'm that's funny. Yeah, absolutely call your parents because you'll get those little stories like that. And it really helps to feel like you're still part of your old life while being in this new adventure. Yeah, and that goes for, for, for friends too. I think that it's easy for me to get into the mindset of, oh, like everyone else, like all of my, you know, my old group is all still together at this other university and I'm the only one that's kind of separated. Right. So like I, you know, it's not entirely worth like checking in because they're all you know still together but I think it's we can be quick to isolate ourselves but we should just check in see how everyone's doing we're still as much of a part of the group as we would be if we were back there and um, just making sure to keep connected to the people that matter I think is very helpful you had something that you were mentioning to me earlier called the October surprise that I wanted to to bring to our listeners absolutely this is probably I'd say the best advice I got from my parents before coming to Georgetown. But the October surprise, there will come a moment, your first semester in October, where everything is just going to crash. You're, you're doing so well in August and September. You know, you're making friends, you're doing well on your assignments, but then there's going to be an event in October where you just, it's just miserable. It really helps to know that 
it's coming. I don't want to say it will happen, but <laughs> doom and gloom. But more likely yeah. than not, there's going to be an event in your college career, especially in that first semester where everything just feels so overwhelming. And probably the best thing that they told me was that it's completely normal. You're strong. You know, don't give up. You can do this. You're in the right spot. And so always keep looking forward and always think about the next great thing, the next positive thing in your life. I know I definitely had a version of that. I had a January surprise. January surprise. Great. Um, after coming back from Christmas break, I just like completely crashed. I was so homesick. I was like, maybe I'm just going to transfer back to Oklahoma. Like that's oh, no. how, how rough it was. And I think that it's... It felt so isolating. Um, I think your parents are definitely right. Everyone's going to get to a point in the first year where you're like, this is just so overwhelming. Like, right. why am I taking this on? It feels so much bigger than me. Um, but we're lucky enough to have resources to get through it. I think calling you know, parents and friends and siblings and all of that is really helpful. Um, I relied on technology a lot to try to stay connected to home, but it's kind of interesting because ultimately I think that that may have made adjusting a lot more difficult for mm -hmm. me. I wasn't so great at embracing my independence, and I think I used technology and like reaching out to my parents, you know, all the time as um, almost like an excuse to not tune into life here on the hilltop. That makes sense. And just like pretend like I was still back at home. And so it's really like um, you have to walk a line and you have to balance it and yeah. make sure to to be as engaged with your surroundings as you are with with your old life. I do think it's a really bad uh, double-edged sword that it's so amazing that we have this technology now. Like, you know, I don't know what it was like for our parents in college, but I'd imagine they had to send telegrams with pigeons <laughs> or maybe like give it to a mailman and then they would have to get up on horseback and ride all the way across Probably. the country that something like that but smoke it, messages smoke, smoke signals smoke that, that signals. was probably we should ask yeah. them so it is really incredible that we have iPhones and FaceTime all these things to stay connected i'm going to go on a bit of a rant here and i'm going to sound like a completely old man but i think a month or two ago, I ran into this professor from Arizona in a random Georgetown coffee shop. And he he looked really similar, like stunningly like Albert Einstein. <laughs> and so he sat down right next to me and I started talking to him because he just seemed like an interesting guy. He because had all Albert these Einstein. It was Albert you? Einstein. He had all these notebooks spread around him. So I just started talking to him. And he found it really shocking how connected everyone is with their iPhones. As we were sitting there and having a conversation, he told me, hey, look at all those people standing in line. They're all just staring down at their iPhones. Mm -hmm. And so it is really important to stay connected with the people back home, but sometimes you forget about the people that's standing right in right. front of you in the coffee line. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Technology can be an amazing resource and also a little bit dangerous. And I, but I think we're doing a good job of finding a balance. I think so. I've learned a little bit more since my January uh, surprise, surprise <laughs> how, to, how to create a balance. So um, also one other thing, a piece of advice that my uh, senior year English teacher gave me. Ooh. I had to treat where I was going the following year as a person. 
I have to treat the university as a potential love interest and get to know her and figure out all the ins and outs and see if I wanted to continue with the relationship or move on. And so when I got to Georgetown, I was like, okay, this is, you know, my human. And, um, and I got to know her. I got to know Georgetown, and I think it's the right place for me, mm-hmm. even through all of the, the various crises and the homesickness and all of, of that. I think it's still a wonderful place to be. And no matter where you're at, you know, we will overcome, I think. So right. is college life what you expected it to be? or College life is, it is and it isn't what I expected. A thing that was really shocking for me, especially as someone coming from a huge SEC school, is how pitiful the sports were here. Obviously, I wanted to go to a good academic school. Right. But... I was like, I need to be in a big city where there's going to be all these great sporting events and the university is going to be awesome at sports. And I chose Georgetown (laughs) in Washington, D.C., but that was definitely a shock as well. It's just the different, I guess, campus cultures. I'm used to football stadiums filled with 70,000 people ready to support the Razorbacks. Instead, I come here and there's barely over a thousand people yeah that's very true i think we're a school that focuses more on club culture and our club culture here is something that i'm not going to get too into because spoiler alert we are going to have a future episode on club culture here on campus so you have to keep listening you do have to keep listening but we are definitely a club oriented school it's very very competitive um it's definitely a huge commitment when people get involved in clubs and that's kind of what we focus on. And I that was a shock to me when I was, you know, adjusting because I was never a huge sports person. So that wasn't what I was. Hey, hey that's, we're, that's we're, your sphere. Yeah, we're yeah. working on it there. We are, we are. Um, but for me, it was things like in high school, I did speech and debate. And mm-hmm. that was my absolute favorite extracurricular. I love to write. I love podcasts, as you can probably tell. But I went to go, you know, try to join some clubs that reflected my interests. And I could barely get into any of them right. so yeah our club culture here is definitely something that's quite intense uh that took some getting used to dorm life of course like being with roommates and our dorms here on campus mixed bag hmm. i heard um romy actually i'm not gonna dox which dorm you live in <laughs> um i heard your dorm elevators both of them broke earlier this week and yeah. you had to and that happens like every other day, like always one or the other. Also, they were free falling a while ago. So I heard that was, about that, that as well. That was fun. Um, anyway, so all of these things here on campus, clubs, dorm life, roommates, going out. If I'm not a huge going out kind of person, but I mean, me the neither. culture is definitely there if people are interested in it. Right, so, which was something that was surprising to me as well. I didn't yeah. expect, I really expected everyone here to be complete and total nerds, I'll be honest. <laughs> the weekend starts on Thursdays. Oh, which is sometimes that's Wednesdays. new to me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's college life. Definitely not exactly <laughs> what I expected. But I think, anyways, I think engaging in all of these things um, really helps to keep homesickness at bay. And the most important thing, I think, for our caller who's feeling homesick, for any of our listeners, and and for us, is to keep challenging ourselves to, you know, engage in things that make us feel better. Absolutely. To not let us ourselves slip into kind of isolation and realize that homesickness is a universal feeling and we are each other's support system 
Yeah. So absolutely embrace your independence. Yes. Get the mindset that you are like Indiana Jones and you are <laughs> going to find some treasure and you know your random philosophy class the professor might be hiding something you never know you never know and if that's not motivation enough just open my access and check how much we're paying in tuition and then you will get yourself to class <laughs> and learn something new that is the adventure everyone on Hoya hotline georgetown is like a cell tower and we want to keep starting important conversations to make sure that students feel tuned in to campus Absolutely. That is our mission. Bradshaw, in a funny way, it has been wonderful to discuss homesickness a little more with you, so thank I, you. I feel a lot less homesick now. I do too. And to our listeners, make sure to stay tuned for our second episode of Hoya Hotline, which will discuss club culture, coming out in two weeks' time. And check out the rest of our podcasts on georgetownvoice.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye. Bye.